Hey everyone, it's Eric with NeuroDetergent. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up before you listen that this is not going to be a typical episode. Uh, this is based on something that happened in our state uh, last week, and we felt like this needed to be addressed immediately. So this technically is not episode eight. That will still come out on Friday. Um, just bear with us. Uh, emotions do run a little high in this one, uh, and it's not as long as it typically is. Um, and stay tuned at the end uh, for some resources that we have for you, and also pay attention to the links in the description. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always email us at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. All right, you're listening to Neurodetergent. This is Eric. I'm here with um, Katie, licensed professional counselor, and with Sarah, a licensed... Clinical social worker. Licensed clinical social worker. Hey. Now, she was actually in the episode we recorded last week, but that one's not coming out until next week. Uh, because there's something really important that we need to talk about uh, right now. Uh, it can't wait, and it needs to get out there as soon as possible. Um, and something kind of crazy is happening in, in our state right now when it comes to the LGBT community, uh, specifically for transgender uh, people. And so just last week, Andrew Bailey, our... Attorney General released an emergency rule requiring health care providers to screen individuals before providing gender-affirming health care to transgender people. This rule is believed uh, would be the first such ban in the nation, as it would not only apply to children, but adults as well. Uh, this rule takes effect on April 27th and expires <clears throat> February 2024. Uh, Bailey said the rule was justified because the medical procedures were quote-unquote experimental and required quote substantial guardrails. Uh, the rule cites the Missouri Merchandising Practices Act and requires healthcare providers to document gender dysphoria for a period of three years before prescribing puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or gender-affirming surgery. Transgender, transgender individuals would be required to undergo 15 sessions with a psychologist or psychiatrist over at least 18 months before receiving care. The rule also requires healthcare providers must have three most recent consecutive years of medical documentation showing gender dysphoria. The rule requires providers to ensure mental health comorbidities have been treated and resolved. The rule requires providers to document that the patient has been screened for autism and social contagion and for minors, social media addiction before they are able to receive. Is that in the DSM? Gender affirming social care. media. Social media addiction, addiction um, is not. Okay, interesting. Um, it's also <laughs> it's also interesting that they expect that the depression resolve when the only resolution for the depression that gender dysphoria causes is gender affirming care. So the they won't give you the treatment until you resolve it. Yeah. But you're saying that... That you can't resolve it without the you treatment. You can't resolve it without the treatment. But you can't get the treatment until you resolve it. Here, uh, so there are... It almost seems like this is designed to ensure that nobody gets the correct care that they need. It is to set exactly. people up for failure. There, are, And let me let me tell you this. Uh, my, my records are confidential. Right. Um, I don't accept insurance, right? And mm -hmm. so, like, I do not... Um, I don't have to diagnose, right? Like in order to get paid because I'm self-pay. This is basically saying that my records are not confidential. So 
I don't know how to do my job then. <laughs> because if I am to work with a client who I've been working with for, th for, for three years, and these are the stipulations that they are putting us under in order for our, our, our clients to get the care that they need, they're asking me for my records. And my records are confidential. So are they gonna subpoena me because my records are still confidential? I mean, isn't that, <laughs> that would fall under like HIPAA or Absolute, something like that? Absolutely, right? that would fall under like a breach of ethics, ethics legally, and, legally morally. and morally. A judge can subpoena me for my records and I can say no thank you. And I, and, and that is how confidential they are. And so this doesn't make sense to me. Logical sense. Absolutely not. Purposely. And, yes. and, and it specifies psychiatrist or psychologist, which we are not. And psychologists and psychiatrists primarily are there to provide medication and uh, testing and diagnosis. Evaluation. Evaluation. It makes it, so there's, there's two hot takes here. Either they know so little about this topic, this general topic that like, I know um, people who are not professional counselors, who are not in um, mental health, who know more about this. So either they don't know and don't have not comprehended how the system works, and so they are making things up that they don't understand, and that's why it's completely irrational or and illogical, or or it is designed this way to prohibit people from seeking access to prohibit care. Prohibit people from having access to care and prohibit people who are providing access to care from a, in a, they can't from do doing their job. Their job they can't ethically. do their job ethically. Yeah. It's so it's stunning. It fucks me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, you've you've been talking about it all week. Um, and it's noticeably affecting your mental health. Um, I can't even, yeah, it's, it really is so, oh, it's like inside the my other, bones. The upsetting. other piece of this is by them requiring this autism screening um, and even bringing that into the fold, the only reason to bring that in is because there's a huge overlap yes. between neurodivergent people and transgender community. That is, that is... There's evidence of that. And this is what they're doing, or this is what I theorize that they're doing in that. I theorize that they're doing that in the way that um, I would describe my identity as non-binary, as uh, being a, um, like a condition of not being accepted into society um, and like being denied uh, access to the constructs that are in place. Mm -hmm. And like in that, in that space, like not making sense of that. Uh, and so I feel non-binary because I don't understand gender roles and I defy them because of my existence in my non-binary identity and my ADHD or neurodivergent brain. Mm -hmm. And so um, basically what they're saying in that I theorize is that if that is you, Mm -hmm. then you don't count. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. The same with the social media. They're saying... Um, it's so upset. It's that being it's not real. It's like, it's like taking people who have felt denied access <laughs> or felt like um, they can't fit into society's folds uh, and be normal and all of those things. It's taking that and making it tangible and saying, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You're a race. Go away. That's and, what we're saying. Yeah. And that's a... Yeah. And it's fuck... It, it just... It fucks your brain up, you know? It, like... It's hard to 
that word erased uh, that you used, some politician in Florida was quoted uh, saying that he did want to erase the yeah. uh, LGBT. I think he said eradicate community community erase or eradicate. Either way, it's it's pretty um, concerning. Um, from and and as a cis white male, I you know I really feel like I definitely have to choose my words carefully mm-hmm. um, when we're talking about this. Uh, and thank you. But I from that effort that you made, you're welcome. But from just a, a freedom standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we are supposed to be the freest country in the world. Um, you know, proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. Land of the free, home of the brave. Uh, and when you see these things where you're denying people even access to, to health care, um, that's not freedom to me. Uh, when you when a state like Tennessee passes legislation that makes it a felony to participate in in a drag show or the definition of these things can be so loose (coughs) that, you know, certain Shakespearean plays couldn't be performed because it would fall in violation of this rule. That's a very clear violation of our, of our freedom of speech. And to see that this is all coming from the right, the, uh, to see that this is all coming from the right who on the surface will tell you that they're all about freedom is, uh, pretty egregious. It's, like very, it's, very it's hypocritic, such, hypocritical. It's gaslighting to the most vulgar extent I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of gaslighting. Right. And, you know, even talking about like things that we've seen in our lives. Okay. So let's, let's, let's rewind back to when I was a kid. I was aware that trans people existed. Okay. Yeah. You would hear stories of people getting a quote unquote sex change operation. Yeah. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't something that you heard about all the time. It's definitely more in the mainstream consciousness now, right. but it was a thing that existed that I heard people talk about, but never really had that it much. Like, it was never like under attack yeah, it was kind the of way hushed. it is now. It was kind of like, if you imagine like your parent telling you something like, um, so you need to be aware of this before we go into the situation so you mm-hmm. don't say something stupid. It was kind of like hushed in that kind of tone, yeah. but it wasn't like this is evil. Right. Or this is It like, was just this, this is, is Aunt uh, Susan yeah. who used to be Uncle Steve and right. now Aunt it's Aunt Susan. And don't now, say anything you know? dumb. Like Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and even with with drag, I mean Tootsie, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh <laughs> Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, whatever, that movie like drag the has bird been a cage. Part, the birdcage. Right. Drag has been something that has been on my radar ever since I was a child. I knew it existed. I knew I had an idea of what a drag queen was, at least in my mind. It was just a guy that dresses like a girl right. and goes and performs like show tunes on when stage. I, That's all I knew about it. And and you right. know what? After being going to many drag shows, it's pretty much like that. So I didn't ever grow up in church. Like Mm -hmm. I never had that experience, but I've had a lot of people describe what it was like for them when they were like children to go to church. And like a lot of, I, you know, I work with a lot of people who have religious trauma, but some of the like more positive things they've talked about is like being a kid and like having some experiences where they've been singing or this or that and like have felt really like moved. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is how I have felt, like, watching a drag show. I think that it is the closest thing that I have ever felt to, like, what 
my clients or people have described to me that they felt in church. It's like so communal and so inspiring. And like these people always are having this message of like, just be yourself and like love and accept. And like that feels like church to me in the way that clients have described to me that they felt like in that sense. And so it's like, I've, I can't imagine that feeling of being in a community and like being around people who like aren't going to judge you and like see you and validate you how that could be seen as like anything other than like a positive thing and it is and if if people go to that they that is the feeling it is nothing I've never been to a drag show and been like this is especially a drag show where they're where it's like uh during the daytime and like there are you know younger people there Mm -hmm. younger children and stuff where it's been sexualized I've, I mean, I've, I've only felt like very like you know what I mean. I, I know exactly what you mean. I have been to quite a few. Yeah. Um. Not. I mean, a lot recently, just because one of my favorite bars does drag shows weekly. So yes. actually, twice a week now, and, and sometimes <laughs> uh, they do drag bingo, which I've been to that twice. But um, it's always a blast, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a dude. I've been to strip clubs before. Okay. Strip clubs and drag shows are wildly different, regardless of of your sexuality. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because it is that's a different scene in no way, shape, or form the same thing. Um. Excuse me. And I think that might be what some people's perception of it might be Mm -hmm. is that you know, well, it's the same. You wouldn't take your kid into a strip club. I don't think that's their. I don't think that's their perception at all. I think that is a talking point that they use because there's a lot of people who have never been to drag shows who they're talking to, who they're trying to like. Well, that's that's what that's who I'm talking about would have that perception. Is just the the person who just hears what they they want on Fox News. Uh, but it's become like so under fire lately. Ugh. And I was talking to the owner of that bar on Friday about this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I asked him, I said, uh, you know, do you think that drag is as popular now as it's ever been? Or do you think it's even more popular now? And he says, it's really kind of similar to the way it was. He's like, it's always been hot. Yeah. That's what he said. Uh, but it's just you're just now hearing about it, and I really feel like okay, they got Roe v. Wade overturned like they wanted to, right? And so now, what are those wedge issues that they can hammer on Fox News in order to continue to get votes? And it's it's drag shows, it's the trans uh, community. Yeah. So the Bud Light thing, this just happened where uh, Bud Light. This wasn't like people think this is like some kind of big national ad campaign. I've never seen the commercial because it was a targeted ad to her audience specifically. It was like a brand deal that someone would get with an energy drink on TikTok. This was not, this isn't some national spokesperson thing. And nobody who's up in arms about the Bud Light thing right now would have even known it existed had Tucker Tucker Carlson and like Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and all these people uh, shown such a light on it and then attacked it and started these viral uh, campaigns to get these stories more uh, you know, uh, yeah, eyeballs in like, front of it. Yeah, I mean... Bud Light probably does a, a thousand brand deals with a thousand different influencers that we will never, ever see because we're not part of their audience. But this one person who happens to be transgender, they do it, and then all of a sudden you've got videos of Kid Rock shooting fucking cases of Bud Light with a goddamn AK-47 or AR-15 or I mean, whatever the fuck. do you think he's getting paid to do that? I think. Do you think that like, I think, there are I think Kid Rock do doesn't give a fuck 
about trans issues at all. And I think he is only doing this because the people that want to see him shoot a case of Bud Light are the only fucking people that are buying his music and going to his fucking shows. He has nobody else to appeal to. Well, like, I feel like we're getting way off topic. I but don't still. really want to speculate on, like, what, where, like, Well, here's something I was, I was thinking about as we were talking. Okay. Is if you think of uh, entertainers who wear elaborate costumes, and you think of, like, clowns, clergy members, Santa, drag queens... Kids are scared of everyone but drag queens. My <laughs> child cried and ran from all of those things when we took her t- to um, Drag Queen Story Hour. Loved it. But, so yeah, I just I think that <laughs> that I was lo- a silly point, but I, I think love it's that. I mean, I was never actually. afraid of drag queens when I was I'm a kid. Still, clowns are off-putting. I bet you Bud Light doesn't have like a clowns. You know, they may, but there's no there's no <laughs> anti-clown. Uh, lobby right now in, in <laughs> politics. There should be an anti-clergy. <laughs> yeah, no fucking doubt. Um, Sorry. <laughs> that was a really like, talk. But like, even the, the bathroom bills and, and, and all, all of these things, it's, it's all, all for show. It's all fake outrage and it's all targeted because um, because they they need people to be afraid because that is the only way that they can get votes is to get people scared of something. And so right now, it, it the part that is really hard for me to like um, all hold together to make sense or make ra- like to rationalize, to understand is how the, the words that they are using is that they want to protect children. Mm-hmm. And then they are saying that they are wanting to protect children from this thing, uh, gender affirming care. Um, and they have somehow manipulated to that, that into being a, some kind of like scary thing for parents, uh, who vote for these people. But at the same time, like the amount of children that are dying from gun violence, like uh, where they are not doing anything to protect the children in schools. In fact, they're like passing, you know, laws and things like that, making it even less safe for children to be in school and be protected from gun violence blows my fucking mind. I don't know how to hold those two things together and make sense of that. Like, how can somebody feel like these people are trying to protect our children? And that's why they're saying this about gender affirming care. But also, they don't give a fuck that they're like being gunned the fuck down every day by guns. And I I can't, I can't express enough how much that's just so hard for me to like, understand. And then I just feel like it's just mean they're just mean people they well, are look at, mean and look heartless. at arkansas it fucks they, me up they just rolled back uh child labor laws well in missouri this <laughs> motherfucker says that 12 year olds should be able to get married and then he's saying that and then the next sentence he's saying that we need to protect our children from gender affirming care i want to just i want him to say how that makes sense and he won't because he doesn't have to I don't know why you. Well, and the whole other piece of that is that the dysphoria that trans kids experience is so intense that the suicide rate is so high. Yes. And the way to combat that, like with evidence, is gender affirming care. That's how you stop those kids from killing themselves. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care because every day people go to them and tell them this and they say, yes, I understand. And then they do it anyways. And so they don't fucking care. Yeah. And the only sense you can make of that is that they want 
kids to fucking die. And tell me how that makes Why are we voting for these people? Why are they making decisions? Why am I fucking having this conversation? It feels like fucking insanity. Because it is insanity. And what can we do besides... Lay in bed and speak cry. Our, and speak our mind. Dissociate and, and, for two days. And try and be heard. And that too, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel powerless. I feel like the majority of my clients right now are are trans people who are on the spectrum who are being sent... I Here, I'll read you the email um, that they were sent, actually, uh, that I've seen posted by um, a lot of, of people, and it's... It's really, it's like really... Who sent the letter to so them? So their they're provider, their medical provider. Uh, it says, as of April 27th, I will not be able to fill prescriptions for gender-affirming hormone therapy. I do not currently have the processes in place to defend my license to practice gender-affirming care should the state investigate me under the new Attorney General emergency rule. I will be trying to resolve this as quickly as possible, but I do not know how long that will take. So this means people aren't going to be able to get their prescribed hormones, correct? Yeah. And what can happen when These someone... These are adults. What can happen when adults who've been on this um, medication, what, what can happen if they go off of it? I mean, that's a really hard question to answer. I mean, what can happen? They can die. Because, like, it, because like what that would do to somebody's mental health to mm-hmm. be... Well, I, and if I can describe, I can... I have an example that is, it's okay. I have an example that's not, that's less emotional for me because it's from a show in orange is the new black. Uh, Laverne Cox plays a character, um, that is a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a point in which she is denied her hormones and she starts going through a process where her voice starts. She basically <coughs> goes through puberty as a boy. She starts growing hair on her, all of the feminine features that made her feel um, herself mm-hmm. started going away and she felt like she was trapped in her old body. And that's just physically. And then the emotional part is heart is more complicated. Do you want to take a break? <clears throat> yeah, let's take a break. All right. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's an emotional topic and it's, it's heavy things. Yeah. It gets a little heavy, but, uh, but there is, um, maybe some hope a little bit. Um, there's at least something to look to for direction, yeah. I feel like, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> what the fuck do you do now? So um, the ACLU um, is promising legal action. This came out uh, on the 13th. And uh, let's see. Lambda Legal and the American Civil Liberties Union of Missouri are reassuring the transgender community of Missouri that they will take any necessary legal action against Attorney General Andrew Bailey's emergency regulation restricting access to gender-affirming care. Um, so. So I also I also want to read, or is that a, is a reading? Um, well, I'm just looking through oh, okay, at the sorry. end, and it says any person being affected by this regulation on gender-affirming care is welcome to contact the legal help desk at Lambda Legal or the ACLU of Missouri for more information on their legal rights and local resources. And uh, a place, a local place uh, here has... Uh, the Glow Center is an awesome community organization here in Springfield. Um, it focuses on youth outreach, but they are offering um, 
just reminding everyone that they are there to provide a support. They have um, some support groups. They have a lot of resources they can connect you to. So I would re I would recommend anyone find their local community organizations um, and try to link with them so that you are not so isolated. They put out a statement a day ago, uh, like, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you want me to read it. Go for it. Okay, it just says, Dear Trans Community, we want you to know that we see you, we hear you, and we stand with you. We know that the recent anti-trans bills passed, <clears throat> passed in Missouri have caused fear, frustration, and pain for many of you, particularly trans people who are being denied the medical care they need and trans women and girls who are being targeted in the sports arena. We want you to know that these laws are unjust and discriminatory and they do not reflect the values of our community. They go on to just um, further... Uh, speak to trans kids directly um, and and just they sign off with in the face of adversity we believe that love compassion and hope are the most powerful tools we have we will continue to fight for your rights and your dignity and we will not rest until we live in a world where all trans people are free to be their authentic self um, so that's from the glow center here local um, and then Planned Parenthood let's see Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and Southwest Missouri posted uh, in response to Missouri Attorney General Bailey's latest attack on gender affirming care we are having a pop-up we are having pop-up clinics for new gender affirming care patients at three locations Springfield Missouri St. Louis and Fairview Heights Illinois starting Monday April 17th um, and then there's a link to where you can access that and so we need to put that somewhere yeah for we people. need to put a link yeah or, yeah, or direct that people to, me, to that. yeah definitely um, so that is that is you know, if if you are somebody who feels um, like you feel really lost and like you can't, uh, you feel like you don't have like the resources to be like searching things and trying to find that. I mean, honestly, download ChatGPT and just put in like, what are some numbers? What are some resources? How can I get my my uh, prescription and and filled and things like that? And maybe that's something that could be used as a resource here. Yeah, yeah, for um, real. And, and don't be afraid to reach out uh, for help uh, through a suicide hotline if you need to. <clears throat> yes. um, it feels um, pretty dark and hopeless right now, but there are people fighting, and, like, no one is alone here. Yeah. So do you know if there's going to be any kind of provision where, let's say, an adult can't go out of state? to receive gender affirming care we don't know yet i don't know how to even like this the like the the, the clause in that about like the the diagnosis of autism and depression that was so out of pocket i i was stunned i did not so i feel like i can't predict well here are some challenges there right now it doesn't seem like there's something anything prohibiting someone from going out of state however um insurances don't pay out of state mm -hmm. travel costs to go out of state right. you ha you you're gambling on the person that you go to see being prohibitively like, expensive yeah. right yeah so i feel i i do feel hopeful with like the ACLU and mm -hmm. like planned parenthood and i do think that um like things are going to be rocky but like when i do try to get in a a state of mind where I'm not feeling kind of crushed um, mm -hmm. by everything. I do know that like, um, like it's going to be rocky, but like they're, that this is not going to prevail. Like that they are not going to win this shit. Like that there are more people that are fighting against these actions from these politicians, these right wing people that are, that are, are 
like attacking. They are a people. dying breed. They are a dying breed. Just not are, fast enough. They are more. It's like a hail mary. I feel like they are like trying to. I don't know. Like have a legacy here. Do whatever something. they can before yes. it's too late. And, yeah, and it's grab disgusting. as much power as yeah. they can. And it's it's gross to watch. And I do feel like that like that is not like that's not a reflection of the majority. That's not a reflection of the people. Especially when things like this are put forth as an emergency rule. I mean, it even has an expiration date. And so it kind of makes people me are outraged. Yeah. if there's going to be some kind of bill that gets put forth to become law before this expires to make it permanent. Like, I, I don't know, but we've got to vote. Uh, I mean... Oh my gosh, people vote. <sighs> vote in your local elections. School boards. Please um, vote in your local elections. And run and if you can. Yes, if you have the capacity. I say that as someone who does not have the capacity. <laughs> yeah, I say that but as someone do, who wouldn't do that in a million I will vote years. For you. I will vote for you if you do. If you are somebody. I would vote. Eric... <laughs> what you run <laughs> eric you actually would be good at that you really would actually oh. like if the city council oh that'd be dope or like something in budget eric budget planning oh come on you love it you love uh, it that'd be so dope <laughs> eric was on the no, city council no i don't think that's my calling i'm sorry <laughs> mine either katie would come to all yeah. the meetings and be like i object <laughs> <laughs> It might be fun to think about. It might be fun to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think I'll be running for office. Anything, like, it's fun to think about because it kind of gets me out of the other thoughts that yeah. are looming. So it's at least a little bit of a levite. <laughs> so, um, I mean, do you have anything else to add to this? Because otherwise it can just be a short episode. It's fine. I know it's it's pretty heavy. and we I have... think that mental health clinicians and uh, mental health providers and uh, any providers that are like endocrinologists or like whatever who are, um, who are, you know, they need to be the ones on the front lines. I feel like the people who can be need to be fighting this because it's going to dramatically affect our careers if the, if there are like laws passed in which we have to like, forfeit confidentiality that's fucked that's scary and like more clinicians should be afraid even if they aren't people who support gender affirming care they should be afraid by that yeah that is that the is government scary. stepping into your <gasps> yes. office and telling and you clinically what yes. to do with your client and that's in like and that's not even if you're if they're medicaid that's if you are if they are if you're Anyone. a clinician who has a private practice and self-pay they can still do that and that's you should be afraid of that. That's scary. So licensed clinicians in the state of Missouri, like that should be something that they, and I'm not, I feel like we're not hearing that much. So. I mean, do they maybe have a, a call Facebook to action? I don't know. Like no, I think people are afraid and I get that. I mean, I don't, I'm not calling to action either. I'm like laying in bed, not act. <laughs> no you were posting things about it. I was it. posting things, but I, I, yeah, I feel like, uh, too, it's weird when, since we've been doing like uh, therapy internationally, right? Mm -hmm. And having clients abroad. It's, it is, I, so we, I've been a lot more tuned in to like international politics because of that. And it's so interesting to see how people collect and like protest in other places. And we don't do that here. And it kind of blows my mind, like in France, like what's oh, going on there. And it's like, all right. So listen, just get out there and speak up Vote. and support, Vote your support your friends um, yeah. um, and support their friends.
if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. This is Eric again. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to that um, additional episode this week of Neurodetergent. Uh, I did want to let you know that I came across some resist bot petitions that you can participate in if you would like. Um, So I'm just going to kind of run through these right now. Uh, You can support gender-affirming care in the state of Missouri by sending a pre-drafted letter to your Missouri representative, senator, and Governor Parson by texting uh, the uh, letters PLCLDH to 50409. Again, that's PLCLDH to 50409. You can participate in Say No to Missouri's Trans Birth Certificate Ban by sending a pre-drafted letter to your Missouri Reps, Senator, and Governor Parson by texting PXMDUK to 50409. Again, that is PXMDUK to 50409. You can support transgender youth in Missouri sports by sending a pre-drafted letter to your Missouri Reps, Senators, and uh, Governor Parson by texting PMHLCI to 50409. Again, that is PMHLCI to 50409. You can also oppose Missouri's Don't Say Gay Bill by sending a pre-drafted letter to your Missouri representative, Senator and Governor Parson by texting PLERWJ to 50409. Again, that is PLERWJ to 50409. And you can text to end LGBTQ plus discrimination in Missouri Pass Mona, send a pre-drafted letter to your Missouri representative, senator, and governor Parson. You can text PPNKNW to 50409. Again, that is PPNKNW to 50409. And lastly, you can tell your Missouri legislators and Governor Parson, don't remove diversity, equity, and inclusion from healthcare and universities by sending a pre-drafted letter by texting PFHKZP to 50409. Again, that is PFHKZP to 50409. Uh, We would appreciate it if you would all uh, participate in this with us in an effort to uh, fight what's going on right now in the LGBTQ uh, community. And uh, again, thank you for listening to us. If you have anything you want to add, please shoot us an email at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. Thanks again. Have a great day, and we will see you on Friday.